Welcome back to another edition of Burkside View, the podcast. I'm your host, Dave Burkett, and we're on to week two of the NFL season. Already, the uh, Lions lost their season opener last week to the San Diego Chargers, 33-28, and a disappointing loss it was. They, they jumped out to that early 21-3 lead, let up 30 straight points, uh, lost to the Chargers on the road, and, and just a... Uh, it was just not a good performance all around. You know, they didn't get enough out of their offense. Couldn't seem to stay on on the field on, on offense. Couldn't convert third downs. And then defensively, uh, the Lions looked nothing like the uh, the team that ranked in the top five in, in just about every defensive category last year. They they just they couldn't get off the field. Philip Rivers completed 19 straight passes to end the game. And you know, like I said, just a a disappointing performance by the Lions overall. And you know, I think the only team that might have been more disappointing was the team that they're going to play this week, uh, Sunday, at TCF Bank Stadium in, in Minneapolis, Lions against the Vikings. And look, uh, Minnesota, a team that myself, a lot of other people uh, expected to compete for a, a playoff spot in the NFC this year. But, um, you know, they lost to a 49ers team that I, I still don't think is very good last week. And they, they just couldn't generate much offense. They couldn't stop the run one week into the season, so don't put too much stock into it. But they have the worst rushing defense in the NFL. Maybe that opens some things up for Amir Abdullah in the the running game this week. Um, But look, big game for both teams. I mentioned it. They both started 0-1 since the NFL went to its current wildcard format back in 1990. Just 24 of the 205 teams that have opened the year with, with two straight losses have qualified for the postseason. So... This isn't exactly, you know, do or die, must win situation, but it's obvious that both the, the Lions and the Vikings need a win today, um, you know, if they want to uh, really cement themselves as, as contenders in this, this playoff race. And, and maybe the Lions in particular, because they have such a, a tough schedule coming up, you know, here at the start of the year. Denver next week, at Seattle after that, Arizona after that. And, uh, you know, that's looking a little too far ahead. Let's stay with, with, with here and now. And uh, I mentioned it, Lions-Vikings. The Lions are not going to have DeAndre Levy on the field. They're not going to have Brandon Pettigrew on the field. He pulled a hamstring uh, last week against the Chargers. But one guy they are going to have on the field, Tim Wright, um, the tight end. They acquired him, uh, trade last month for Kyle Brinza, the free agent kicker that the Lions had in camp, the undrafted rookie. And, uh, look, you know, Wright was brought in to be the third tight end, be a sort of, of pass catching, you know, option, but no Brandon Pettigrew today. That means he's gonna play a lot and, and you know, Tim's had an interesting journey so far. He's he's only in his third NFL season, but he's already on his I guess you'd say his fourth team. You know, started in Tampa, uh went to New England last year, Patriots cut him, Tampa picked him back up, now with the Lions after uh, that that preseason trade. So Tim Wright has had an interesting journey. You're going to see him on the field this week, and uh, I was fortunate enough to have him join me for for this edition of Burke's Eye View. Tim, it looks like you're going to play a uh, get on the field this week. Well, first of all, you, you've been it's been two crazy years, I guess, for you. Tampa and New England, and Tampa again, and now back to the Lions. What has this journey been like for you to be with so many teams in such a short amount of time? You know, uh, it's the life of the NFL. Some guys, you can't really uh, predict your journey. You just got to embrace, you know, embrace the role that you're in in that current moment. And I would say, you know, in my past two years on the field and going into my third year, you know, it's been it's been a great ride. You know, although it was on different teams at certain points, it was just uh, 
I've been having, you know, some um, some success and having fun, you know, uh, creating lasting memories with my teammates and, you know, continue playing football, something that I love. So I'm very appreciative of where I'm at. Robert Klemko wrote a, a great piece in Monday Morning Quarterback for those people out there who haven't seen it, uh, just talking about some of the, the, the difficulties of playing with that many coordinators and that many offenses in such a short period of time. What, what's been the most difficult part from your standpoint of, of seeing new faces, learning new schemes, you know, learning new offenses, really? You just got to be able to adapt. Um, you got to be able to, you know, flush what you learn in, in some respect and, um, you know, just apply what you've been taught in this current moment to, you know, go out there and produce and put it on the field and, you know, show show the team, show the organization while you're there. You had such a good rookie season in Tampa and, and really, you know, last year in, in New England, too. I think Lions fans saw it firsthand when you scored a couple of touchdowns against this team. Uh, why do you think at the end of the day that, that you've been with so many teams in such a short period of time? Um, I can't really explain that. I really don't know. You know, you know, every year it's, it's a different uh, – different outlook on the team you know the organization front office the coaches uh they see different things maybe they want to go you know in different directions but you know at the end of the day i know what my talents are um you know i'm confident in them i know what i can bring to the table and wherever i land um you know hopefully it's here for a while uh you know i'm just doing whatever it takes for me to to contribute to the team and uh, win games. This team obviously thought enough of you to, to bring you in right before the uh, the roster deadline, and you didn't play last week, getting used to the system still, but I mentioned it, Brandon Pettigrew could be out this week with a hamstring. What do you envision your role in this offense being going forward? Going forward, you know, just whatever my number's called, I'm ready to, you know, answer that call. I'm ready to do whatever it takes, and, you know, I'm excited about this game going into it, suiting up, and, you know, like I said, whenever they call my number, I'm be ready to go. How does this offense compare to the ones that you played in, or the, the one you played in in New England last year? You know, it's a lot, man. <laughs> football is football. I learned five offenses in the past 16 months, so you know, it's been a lot that, a lot of stuff that's overlapping, and you know, a lot of stuff that's, that's different also. But uh, at the end of the day, it's football. You know, got the lines out there. You got 11 on each side of the ball. You just got there. And play football. Well, you got a couple good characters in this this tight end room here. I think everybody knows Ebron's personality, sort of a fun-loving guy, and, and Gru's the vet. He's been around here for a lot of for a long time. Um, he wouldn't like me saying that a long time, I guess. But but what what is this room like? What, give me some insight into what it's like back there behind closed doors. It's what you see, man. It's a fun room. You know, we stick together. We work hard when we're out there on the field. Work hard in the meeting rooms, and outside of that, when we're in the locker room, we just you know express our personalities, be ourselves, and it's cool. That's how, that's how I like it. Uh, you mentioned personalities. Rob Gronkowski has big of, as big a personality as any in the NFL. So what's he like as a as a teammate? Real cool guy, man. He just, you know, he works hard during the week and uh, goes out there on Sunday, whatever day the game is, and just let it all go. You know, it just really enjoys the moment, um, and it's really contagious. You know, I definitely feed off of that, and, you know, he's a great guy. You been on the Gronk party bus at all? No, I haven't got on that. <laughs> I always wonder what that one's like. All right. all right, before you were coming into the league, and maybe even now, student of the game so who do you who do you watch who what tight ends did you watch to sort of you know model your game after learn tips that, that you may not see otherwise man honestly i didn't watch really no tight ends before i got into receivers the, uh yeah i mean i i looked at some of the pass catching tight ends you know um antonio gates he's a real you know swift guy out there um real light on his feet makes makes good plays um, you know, Vernon Davis appealed to me at the time, but before that, you know, it was pretty much just the top receivers at that time. You know, guys making plays, and now that I that I did switch roles, and now that I'm in the NFL playing tight end, you know, 
definitely been watching, you know, Jason Witten, great player, uh, just different guys like that, you know, just the guys that's consistently doing it week after week, um, playing at a high level. Those are the guys that, you know, I look after. And you know what? Maybe we forget about this. A lot of people forget about this or don't know about it, but you were you were a receiver until right. you came to the league. So. Exactly. Uh, how? Where are you in your, your development in the position, learning the position, the tight end position? Because there's a lot of nuances to it that that you know you wouldn't have to deal with as if you were playing receiver. Right. I think I came a long way, man. Um, and I really had to dive deep, um, you know, into the position and the whole schematics and everything that involves the tight end because you know I'm a little undersized, you know, just naturally from the position going against the defensive ends and, and the defenders that you know the tight ends have to block at times, but. Um, I had to really dissect what it is to be a tight end, and I think just having that foundation and that background uh, really made me aware of everything that's, that, that goes on in the trenches with a tight end. So, you know, I really um, I'm grateful for the position because it's something like when you play your whole life, you play wide receiver, play skill positions my whole life, and it was a it was a, a new thing for me. So it was like a project to you know really a challenge to really learn it, you know, inside and out. And, uh, you know, at this point, three years in, it's like, you know, I'm in a real good position, I feel, for myself, and I just want to continue to take it to newer heights. So who was the guy that helped you along with that transition? Because it's not easy learning to block, learning, like I said, you're playing, you know, three different roles, H-back or, you know, tight end, lining up end line, splitting out a little bit. Who, who were some of the people that really helped you along with that? that transition man I mean you know honestly all my coaches all my tight end coaches that you know I've been with in the past three years you <laughs> name know, them all right <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot of guys but um you know just overall coaching I've been been around great coaches that taught me the game how to play tight end and uh I'm real appreciative of that and like I said I just want to take this moment right now uh, apply it to the game this Sunday versus the Vikings and and go out there and play well. What would you think the first time somebody told you you were going to be a tight end and not a receiver? Uh, you know, I just, honestly, I embraced it. You know, in college, I went through a few years where I didn't catch a ball, and all I did all season was block. And I developed I developed that, you know, that, that spirit and that um, mentality to go out there and, you know, put my face into people and, you know, just, you know, be, you know, just, I don't know how to explain it, just, it's just a different mindset that you have to have from receiver yeah. and playing tight end because it's bigger guys that are right on you, so you got to bring the fight to them instead of receiving a fight. And, uh, you know, just having that mentality and going out there and being fearless. Well, is that you now? I mean, you, you love that blocking role. You accept that, that blocking role. But, yeah, yeah I know you, you still to, want to catch some passes. Yeah, you got to. You got to. You got to play, you know, you got to do both jobs at the end of the day to be an overall tight end. All right, we'd like to end this with, with five questions, just sort of random questions, so uh, not necessarily football-related. But So tell me this. Your first, what was your first job outside of football? My first job and only job that I had was uh, I worked at Arby's when I was 16. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, was, uh, I didn't really need to work at the time, but, you know, just being eligible to be in a working field was, uh, was a cool thing to do, so I worked at Arby's. What would you do there? What would you do at Arby's? I mean, <laughs> I was real excited because they just opened, and uh, me and my friend, we was uh, teammates on the football team and also in the classroom, and uh, we took the first order for the drive through Is that right? So, yeah, uh, the grand opening. Yeah, better. the franchise. So. I was real happy for that. It was successful. We did it under like two minutes, and it was real cool. <laughs> so, do you? I know guys that you know when they used to work at restaurants, they won't go back there. Do you, do you eat at Arby's today? Not coming? really. No? Not really, man. <laughs> Saw some things we can't talk about yeah. here in the podcast. Maybe um, you're. you're uh, I don't know if you're a pro wrestling fan or not. Who's your favorite wrestler? You got a favorite wrestler? Uh, I'll say The Rock, man. Real entertaining back then when I was into it a little bit. You know, 
but he was just he's an actor now. He's an though, actor, right? man. He, he does it all. So you know, I say I say the rock was cool. Where'd you go on your first airplane ride? First airplane ride, I went to Las Vegas. Um, I think I was 14. Okay. Yeah, we went out there, and it was man, it was one of the best times of my life. Just the whole airplane was just like a, a thrill in its own. You know what I mean? Just getting on there, let alone going to Vegas. So that was. What cool. was that for? What'd you go out there for? Vacation. Okay. Yeah. With the family, or yeah, it wasn't like AAU basketball? Or nah, I was. Like I didn't play AAU. Okay. Nah, it was. It was with the family. All right. Uh, your hardest class in college. Hardest class in college. Um, I think it was a sociology class, um, and it, it took a lot of research, you know, on just how society operates and different things I had to dive into. And it was just, it, it took a lot. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of time. So I would say, you know, just getting all of that information and all that intel for that class was probably the hardest. All right. And then last one on the field, uh, who's the biggest trash talker you've encountered? Whether it's a teammate or whether it's from another team, and and what they say. Ooh. Biggest trash talker. Do you get much involved with that yourself? Nah, man. I'll just let my players go out there, you know what I mean, and have fun with it and let them get mad throughout the game and just keep it moving, man. (laughs) Dap them up after the game and that's it. But I I really... uh, No linebackers or safeties? Yeah, it's definitely definitely linebackers or safeties. Those, Those guys talk crazy, but... Uh, no, anybody man. say anything memorable that, that you know jumps out to you from your honestly no no nah, nobody specific what in this locker room anybody out here like to talk a little bit when you're uh, when you're out on the practice field I know Golden Tate's a little chirper so right yeah I would, you know but at the end of the day you talk a little bit everybody talk a little yeah. bit but over you know I mean over the top I really don't know yeah. I don't got nobody alright it's Tim Wright Lions tight end and uh, you're probably going to see him on the field this week when the Lions play the Minnesota Vikings uh, at the University of Minnesota thanks a lot Tim thanks man appreciate it all right, once again, that was Tim Wright, Lions tight end uh, in his third season out of Rutgers. And look, as a rookie in Tampa, uh, 54 catches, five touchdowns, you know, really had a, a fine rookie season when I, I think most people didn't even realize who he was. And then last year, all of a sudden, got got traded to, to the Patriots. And, um, you know, they were looking for somebody to, to face that, fill that Aaron Hernandez role. And, you know, he came in and, and he caught six touchdowns last year, had a really big game against the Lions. And, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. He was back in Tampa this year after the Patriots cut him, traded to the Lions. And, you know, I mentioned he's going to get on the field. And, um, look, Lions have plenty of offensive weapons, right? Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, Amir Abdullah, Eric Ebron, those guys are, are tops in the pecking order. But I think you're going to see right out there catching a few passes today. The Vikings do not have, have great linebackers. They haven't been getting great linebacker play, um, you know, the last week. Uh, so I, I think there's an opportunity for Wright to to uh, factor into the game a little bit today. And, you know, frankly, about this game, look, I've been torn all week. I picked the Vikings to win in my, my preseason predictions. I just figured home opener, you know, Adrian Peterson uh, back for his first home game since the end of the 2013 season. Uh, you, you know, you throw in the, the fact that they have a pretty good defense, and and I expected that that Teddy Bridgewater would take a step forward in the second season. I thought the Vikings were going to be a pretty good team this year. Did not look to be that way in Week One against the the San Francisco Forty ers 
Um, you know, the Lions obviously had their own struggles. Uh, I expect both teams to bounce back and play a little bit better today. And, and in the end, I, I did pick the Lions to win, but um, it's not going to surprise me a whole lot either way what happens out there in Minnesota. So, as always, thanks for joining me on Burkside View, the podcast. We will be back next week uh, for episode three of this season. Uh, give me your feedback on Twitter, on my email. Dave Burkett is my Twitter handle. You can email me at dburkett at freepress.com. Always looking forward to your su- suggestions of, of who I should talk to, people inside the locker room, outside the locker room. And as always, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing. And keep it here for all your Lions news on Freepress.